don't ever forget. Don't ever think that we slipping or lacking. I started with a ground of pass. Once I finished, then we hit the dead. I ran it back. I was from the building. I was watching with my grandma. Seems like everybody watching through a camera's chains. Check the manifest. I asked the pilot where we landed. Jumping off the yard while we docking with a sandwich. You love the sauce, boss, and I be tripping like campers. Yeah, what's going on, y'all? Welcome to the Father Leader podcast we, we on some penn state stuff i know it's been a minute penn state radio people asking what's going on what do i feel about the class this that we have the cross we have the jaquai Searles. we get to all that first i want to evaluate this whole like it's, it's been one big uh one big up and down ride with this this whole recruiting thing and, and you know like i said it's not as talented I mean, it's not as this this class is not as deep as twenty eighteen was, but and I think the uh, Jawan side the the the, the new co- you know running back coach getting him involved, um, the Florida recruit, you know him being a Florida recruiter is big, um, and 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 I didn't understand just how good he was at what he did. You just gotta trust. I just trusted Franklin. He always puts the right people around him. So we'll get right to uh, basically where it all started out at. Now, what we want to get to is that Zach Harrison was a big, 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 you know, thing for um for Penn State. It really was. And when he went to Ohio State, I didn't really see, um, you know, it was an indication. It was a strong possibility it could have been um, Penn State, just like it could have been Michigan or Ohio State. I think all three of them had, the down to the wire, had the same interest looming. But he eventually, you know, it was all win-win, staying home. I just didn't think he was um, – I thought he liked Penn State and they were strong, but I just thought that, you know, nothing leading to him leaving home. It was like Michael Parsons. When Michael Parsons decommitted, I just felt like – you know, hearing from, you know, people around him, family, and talking to his pops and, you know, um, you know, his family's strong family uh, ground. He's a family first guy. Um, just just feeling the vibe but, and then hearing things from other people. And he's definitely uh Penn State. I just didn't think he was – when people commit early and they decommit, I don't think people should jump to conclusions so quick, you know. And I, I'm talking about when they decommit early too. I mean, it, and if they're a home person, you know, and then you got people. I mean, when when home was pretty much always bigging you up, you know, and then you got people around saying, well, he's he's Penn State, Penn State, he's Penn State, he's Penn State, he's Penn State. Then you got some people out. Only people I heard out saying that was some people in Ohio. I didn't hear, you know, a lot of analysts, you know, really talking up too much about, you know, uh, him leaving. Some people thought Ohio State. Some analysts was predicting Ohio State because he just, you know, all Urban Meyer out. And so when I heard, and you get the majority of people talking, there's no doubt that he was going to stay there. And Zach Harrison, same thing I saw in that. Now, um, David Bell was one guy that was a receiver that was uh, Penn State was in for. It was so many guys, um, tight ends like Hudson Henry, you know, they went to Arkansas. Um, there's so many different different prospects that Penn State had a fight for that they wanted, you know, but they never could get to. 
And you know, that's, that's just what happens. But it's how you recover. It's how you recover. And they recover real good, man. Noah Kane, I knew it. I mean, I'm, I, you know, this, I had a source telling me all the time that Noah Kane wanted Penn State. You know, he, he loved all of but he really likes Penn State. He was impressed with him. At, at first, it was like, you know, LSU, and then you had Texas. You know, everybody was talking about that and where he was at on the combine. I had inside sources I, I clearly believe. Like, that's why I called that one so quick. Devin Ford, it was just, come on, man. I mean, looking at how Devin Ford was and how he was dedicated to the, the Nittly Lions all the time visiting, I was just like, yo, it's, now that's when you call it. Sometimes you just got to know, you call it. You just call it. Call a spade a spade. That's when I called a spade a spade. I said, Devin Ford's going to Penn State, man. That's it. Everybody can see the vibe. You got to look at these kids, what they doing. You know, you got a lot. I, I have a couple of ones where I vibe pick them like, oh, that's a vibe, man. It's, come on, dog. Like, and, and that's and that's like a minority of my picks. It's like vibe. I, I got to talk to my sources. And I talked to sources about Devin Ford, but I really believed it before I confirmed it. I mean, I confirmed it with a source, but not in, I didn't roll with the source first. I mean, I'm good. You know, I, I mean, you just have to look at what these recruits are doing. And I, I just knew it was going to happen. Um, but Devin Ford, I had to talk with him on Philly Sports Network. Good kid. Uh, Noah Kane and him. That's just a very good class. We can go down the uh, list on a lot of players. And, and that's what we're de- definitely going to do. Now, they were ranked 13th in composite. They were ranked 13th. Um, but pound for pound, the number three overall, that's crazy. That's crazy. Like, what does that, see that, what does that tell you? There's, cause I, I, I'll explain these things to you. Um, the actual 247 ranking is really the, the number three overall, but then you got um, the composite is, you know, a, a lot of analysts and what they think. And it's just crazy. It's almost the same thing, though, because it's, it's not really too far from who, you know, but it, it's crazy, right? But so basically they're trying to say is that this is what this is all broken down to. Really, these guys are ranked 13th, but they could be the third. They could be as good as number three. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's crazy. That's what that's that they're saying. They're ranked 13th, but they could be as good as number three. You know, it's not pound for pound. Cause I heard Woodafong say pound for pound on one of his joints. It can't be pound for pound. Pound for pound means 13. That means the when you say who's the best pound for pound fighter, that means who's the best. That's it. Who's the best fighter, period. Like, period. So, you're saying that's the actual rating is number three. And, and he's trying to say, but they could be third. No, 13 is what they are, what they rated them, what they what people actually think of. Three is what the potential of this class has. That's what they think the potential of this, like the highest ceiling is number three for this class. So, that's big. That's a big, big rating right there for this um for this class. Now, Brandon Smith. Brandon Smith is a five-star. You know, we look into Brandon Smith. 
We, we, we want to look into who he is. Brandon Smith was the number one inside linebacker in the nation. And that is scary to have him along with Michael Parsons coming up. That is absolutely scary to think that this guy is going to be in the same. And so really, pound for pound, quote, will phone, but they say he they're rating him 18th in the nation, but he has the potential in this class to be as high as 12. He's the number one linebacker, inside linebacker they're calling him. And and then, you know, you go to the Will phone calls pound for pound. I just want to, you know, but what I say, he has the potential to be number one. Well, they have number one overall, period. It's a unanimous decision. He's unanimously number one. That's where we're going to go with that. And in Virginia, an inside linebacker. And um, looking at this kid, man, he has all the, the tools. He's such a playmaker. Like, that's why I say with the coaching, Franklin, people talk about coaching. Some players have to learn players. And Franklin's just now getting this class in here. Um, that's why Nick Saban's so good. Nick Saban can get freshmen. Um, but it's real easy to have guys waiting in the wings learning, too. You didn't always have to deal with freshmen because they got to play three years. And so you got guys in the wings waiting. I mean, think about it. But we go to um, Brandon Smith, and that's that one guy. I just feel like he's totally a menace. Totally a menace. I mean, looking at how this guy plays and, and how relentless he, he attacks the ball, um, that can only mean an All-American. I just really feel like they got blessed with getting this kid. And he got better and better. I had an interview with him last year for the uh, Philly Sports Network and totally picked his brain. He was one of the hottest recruits. He just started going up and going up and going up more. He just started improving. I really think that he has the potential to take that middle linebacker job next. That's going to be, now I'm going to tell you, that's going to be one of those things where you feel like, wow, like, um, you know, Ellis Brooks is there. So that's going to be, I mean, that's something, ain't it? Think about Ellis Brooks. And Smith battling out. It was a time everybody, oh, LBU and LBU. Well, them times is over, man. Them times is over. Those times are done. Done. I mean, they have a good, 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 good depth at linebacker. And these are not guys that are three stars, high force. Some of them four stars. Some of them like that. Ellis Brooks are four stars. But this guy was a beast. I mean, he clearly displayed what they were talking about last year. Last year, he really made some plays. He did his thing. He let people see what Penn State was, uh, you know, once again, you open up the great brain of uh, James Franklin and you get that. I mean, that was just a good recruit because they were recruiting so many top middle linebackers at the time that just couldn't get. And they got Ellis Brooks out of nowhere. That was just a good, good move. Um, Lance Dixon is a guy I would like to talk about right now. Now, we're talking about these linebackers. We're going to go right into these linebackers. Lance Dixon is, I mean, come on. And he worked extra hard from last year, from the first time you heard about him, when even when he was recruiting 2018 class, the first time you heard about Lance Dixon, it was just like, you know, now he didn't, he's a five-star. You know, Lance Dixon's a five-star. 
You know, they, they rated him a four-star, but he has the potential to be a five-star. So he's a five-star. Now, to, to unconfuse people, and they can, people could be saying he's explaining it wrong. Well, this is what this is. When you get two different ratings, just give this. Now, I love my boy 247. Let's give this man one rating. But it's good to see that there's two different type of uh, ratings. There's, there's two different type of people doing these ratings. And they give both of them the freedom. That's where it looks good at. Because you get to see some people think he's a, a four-star. And then other people say he goes as high as a five-star. The crazy part is the composite has him weighted 179. But the actual rating where he had the potential to be is 13. That's a hell of a jump. That's a hell of a jump. To the number one outside linebacker, he's number nine outside linebacker. He's a number nine rated outside linebacker, but he has the potential to his ceiling is as high as the best linebacker in the nation. That's his ceiling right there. And that, that that's how that goes. I mean, and once again, for people looking thinking about the how how's uh Lita Johnson doing this, I'm doing it by turns. There's two different people doing it. And that's how you have to put it. This because it's it's the same company, same people. So you have to say they rate them because when you look at it, when you click on the ratings, the first rating you see is the composite. That's the one that stands out. The the other rating that is higher is up under it. So it's not the actual rating. You're not going to get that rating. The rating is the composite. That's the first one. you When you click on any of these rankings, the, they're rated by, they, they are labeled by composite. But up under them, you'll see, um, just like any of the recruits, you'll see the they're they're rating with with they you know they're thirteen. You're gonna see Lance Dixon one seventy nine, and you're gonna see up under him thirteen. That is one of the craziest jumps of all time. People just like you know what we've been seeing this kid too much. He's thirteen, <laughs> you know what I mean. But he's a bad boy. He a bad boy. He get down. Um, and and that was another blessing commitment. That's another blessing commitment. Think about that. You got the number one outside linebacker, number one inside linebacker, and the number one defensive end led in 2018. Who turned into what? The best linebacker on the team. I mean, I'm looking at the, the team, and it's good. Jesse Lucetta looked good. Uh, Cam Brown's a beast. I, I like. He's just one of the smartest linebackers. He can really turn into a good NFL linebacker. Um, smart guy. But Micah Parsons, think of Micah Parsons, Brandon Smith, and Lance Dixon. Can you think of the who's going to really run around them guys? All right, just thinking about the linebackers and all. You know, you got uh, Ellisburg, got Charlie Cashier, whoever between safety and linebacker. I think he'll be switching because it's, it's going to be a, a those guys are going to get time. Ellis Brooks, Jesse Lucetta, uh Brandon Smith, all those guys. That's going to be a rotation soon. Jan Johnson's there this year. Everybody thinking Jan Johnson. Jan Johnson's a senior. Now there's a possibility. Don't get it twisted. Now I can I can really I can really roll with people on there. Penn State fan, I can see you saying that. Oh, Brandon Smith or Alex Brooks. I, if they come in there and play so good, I can see that. But Jan Johnson stood out so much last year. I don't think he wants to rush those guys. I don't think he wants to throw Brandon Smith in there right now. I don't think it would make any sense. I don't think he want to throw. Um, Or Ellis Brooks in there right now. He doesn't have to. 
He doesn't even have to. You know, so we'll see what happens. I mean, Brooks is going to be a um, a sophomore, and, and Smith and Smith will be a freshman. By the time you know Johnson leaves, you gonna have Brooks being a junior, experienced. He might come in there and start, but will he start over Smith? Can that happen? It's gonna be a good battle. It's a good problem to have. I can say that. Very good problem to have. And there was so many standouts. And so many highly guys in, in Penn State now, guys had to transfer. Franklin, Faison, Walton. Yeah, I heard from my guy Franklin. He told me he was like, um, he was like, yeah, Brent Pryor recruited me, you know, and then you know it just seemed like the favor went went didn't go his way anymore. It just is what it is, man. It happens like that. I got an interview coming up with him on NFL Draft from soon. He goes, he played the Sam Houston State. Um, this is a guy, listen, he's the type of guy, when he gets started, he had a sack last year, five tackles, you know, for Sam Houston State. I think when he gets in, he's going to be a problem. He, he had 18 ta- sacks in 2015 out of high school, 15 tackles for losses. This kid can play. Like, you know, just that, you know, you get so many talented guys that are highly rated. You got to get them time, man. You have to give time. Adiza Isaac. Now, Sean Spencer got to stop. I told him he's a mad scientist. He started laughing. He got to stop, dog. <laughs> but I'm for real, though. He ain't got to stop. But Jesus, these are some elected defense. These, these guys. Is, Adiza Isaacs, listen. And we're gonna tell you where he he was number he was rated ninety two in the nation, right? But he was actually considered having a high ceiling of sixty six. Sixty six in the nation. Pound for be unanimous. He's the number one prospect in New York, the number four uh, weak side defensive end in the nation. This dude can really get after the quarterback. I mean, I can't wait to see him get on 6'5", 220. I can't wait to see this guy get on the, get on the field. Um, like I've always said, Noah Kane, man, he looked so good in the uh, his all, all the all-star games, every, every the combines. The man is, is one of the best. He, the guy can really play. He, he looks sharp. He's he's powerful. I mean, that's a, listen. You look at all the power backs. I mean, any and you're looking for a power back on Penn State. Looking for a power back, and really he can really really fill that role. He he runs you know strong shoulders shoulders up, and it's hard to tackle him. And you know he's into the game. He's showtime. He's ready. He's like he's welcome in the competition. He's almost Leonard Fournette type of style runner. You dig know what I'm saying? So that's big. And he, he was somebody that. Him and Devin Ford, that's just unbelievable. People don't know how good Journey Brown gonna be. I mean, people just downplaying. I mean, because they're ready for the new recruits. I can see fans, the fans. They want to see Kane and Devin Ford a good time. I think all of them will get carries next year. Because listen, Penn State is known when Mark Allen, Jonathan Thomas, Ricky Slade, and Miles Sanders, all everybody, when they were all there, everybody was getting the, the ball. 
So I see that being a four that gets the ball for Penn State, and that's going to be harsh to deal with those four. Journey Brown is good, and Journey Brown and I think Ricky Slade, all the guys, Devin Ford and Noah Kane. I mean, that is a that's exciting to see to know you're going to have that. All right, he was rated 98 in the nation, and um, the crazy thing about that, they actually say that his ceiling, <laughs> people, that's a bad rating. Now this is now this is where we get to, you know, roll with these rankings now. It ain't no ceiling as high as 266. They're saying he should have been down. They got him at 266 from the sixth running back in the nation to the 14th. To the 13th to the 25th. Listen, I think he was, uh, the first one was right. The 98th ranked. The guy is one of the best. Listen, he's 5'10", 208. He can run through anything. And if you saw him play, you know, you know what I'm talking about. This guy can get down. Here's another good comparison where Gabe uh, Gabe Brooks, the Midland Regional Recruit Analyst, says he's the fourth or seven round pick, and he's an Alpha Moore type of runner. Now the comparison's good, but the fourth or seventh. When you're with Penn State, I don't think they're going to put them in the situation. The fourth round, I say, um, we'll see. Let's see where Miles Sanders goes. Now, fourth to seventh is a good, but I don't think the fifth or sixth is. I don't think Noah Kane. I think these running backs are special. I think now Miles Sanders can go as low as three. And I think if anybody's seen anything different, from Miles Sanders, crazy. He's a first round or third round running back. There's no doubt about it. He proved it. When you can call on the athlete to go in right away and, and replace somebody so big and colossal and then have a, a phenomenal year. And then he lived up to his, listen, that's pressure in itself. Miles Sanders had to live up to being the number one running back in the nation out of his class. Barkley wasn't even that. Barkley came in, he was able to work. Come up with people surprised. Oh, Barkley's good. Sanders was number one running back in the nation. From the jump, he had the pressure. From the jump. Um, Noah Kane, listen, that running back, it is it's something I've been wanting to see because, you know, everybody talks about LBU. And, you know, um, you see how the receivers are known, the defensive line. But the running backs coming out of Penn State, from Blair Thomas to Kijana Carter still being my favorite, to uh, Silas Red, to Evan Royster. I mean, I've been watching, um, I mean, uh, Eric McCoo. I've been watching Penn State for years. And so just what makes them, you have to have a running game. It's just, it's just the spirit of Penn State. You have to have a running game. Right, we're going to come back. We're going to talk more and more about this squad and just how good this squad is and this recruiting class. And we're going to get more and more into it when we get back here on Penn State Radio. Like the 
This game is like a drug, it's like a needle to the vein. Killer Ben said there's no need to talk plain, cause these selfish motherfuckers don't appreciate the game. Not at all. They don't appreciate this shit. It's like the cop the new car just appreciates this shit. What's going on? We back finally to take a little break, man. It's crazy how I was looking at Tyler Rudolph, another guy, and um, I think Penn State does a good job of looking at their depth and saying, "Look, we need this here. Let's go for this," and they go get it. Tyler Ru- and and they get good big time guys. Tyler Rudolph, they had him at two sixty nine with decision of being rated two ten. He was the second rated corner. Uh, Connecticut prospect, um, 18th rate safety. Tyler Rudolph is a 61205. He's long, he has range, uh, great technique, physical guy, ball skills. That was just a great, great, great pickup. They want to make sure that they're back in. It's going to be, I really want to see which one of these guys going to stand up because they also have other guys like Jaquan Brisker. They got Brisker this year. Brisker is a guy who, who was a standout, probably the best. Uh, defensive prospect in, in that uh, in the junior college in the JUCO. I think the best defensive prospect. You got, got a lot of good defensive prospects, but this guy's a baller. Number one safety. Period. And the crazy part is the potential of him. They say is a, the fourth rank prospect. Like he has the, the fourth rank prospect in JUCO. Unanimous number one safety and number one in PA. Briscoe's going to be 6-2. He's a guy that those two guys are going to go at it. I really see those two guys really starting to, when camp hits and stuff is starting around now, we want to really see how these two guys get down. You got guys like Jonathan Sutherland. Um, right now, Garrett Taylor has reinvented himself and made himself the best safety on, the, on in that whole, um, on that team. Lamont Wade is in the mix. Okay, Lamont Wade is um one of those guys. Now that's something to look at. There's there's possibly a Garrett Taylor Lamont Wade moment coming up, and then Lamont Wade and Jonathan Sutherland take over. Um, both guys, Garrett Taylor and Sutherland, played a strong safety position. But it's not like Taylor can't go to free safety. He was a cornerback, man. Ball skills. You need a guy. Those are the best free safeties in the world. So ain't like that can't happen. Ain't like that cannot happen. We have seen Franklin switch positions before, and we've seen Penn State make positions. You know what I mean? So, come on. A cornerback to a safety, then you got a strong safety to a free safety. That can happen because Sutherland is definitely a beast. He's definitely ready right now. But Wade is back, and I think Wade gets that chance to get that free safety position and and grow over there with Taylor now. And, and then you still got three safeties back there that are ready to play. So that that's big. Um, another recruit. I, I'm highly on. I'm high on a little bit. Seriously, it's Taquan Robinson, six foot one eighty five, small. You no know, small quarterback, but I don't mean nothing now. You got Baker Mayfield getting drafted. You know, you look at how he came up was big. Now Taquan Robinson is a guy. He's a four star. He's an eighth rated, the um, dual threat quarterback in the nation. All right, we talking about one of the best. Winners I saw in New Jersey, the Paul Catholic. I mean, that's a good quarterback to get. If you're talking about, if you like McSorley's on paper, and he hasn't stepped on the college field and played yet, but we're talking about right now, if you like McSorley, you're going to love this guy. He's like a on steroids McSorley. 
right? Um, Anthony Wigan. Now, see, I've been hearing a lot about this kid. Now, I saw him a couple, you know, saw his tape. He's a, he's a nasty athletic guy, and he's something special to have there. And he's saying, who would be better, him or Paris Palmer? Well, he's more athletic than Paris, but Paris is strong. He's stronger. He was a more out there. I mean, even though looking at he was the seventh-ranked Juco talent, big get. They always do good at Lackawanna. They always do good. I mean, Paris came from there. Uh, number one offensive tackle and number one prospect in Merlin. In my opinion, he could go in there just like we got, you know, you got Caden Wallace from this class, who we also can talk about. Caden Wallace, another super talent. And Caden Wallace, we could talk about him. Caden Wallace is the 53rd ranked prospect in this class. Second ranked offensive guard. Second ranked in Jersey. 6'5", 265 guys, him and Wigan can battle for that other slot. It's wide open. But Rasheed Walker, I think, is going to get that. I think he didn't just not get good all of a sudden when he was a big priority. I see them battling and letting them battle. and But Rasheed Walker is his to lose. I mean, but Kane Wallace is a phenomenal talent to have, man. I mean, Jesus. Seriously. I mean, Penn State really, you know what I mean? They got him early, though. I tell him, man, he's a good young man. Talk to him. See, I'll just follow Charles Wallace. Good prospects. John Dunmore. I'm going to tell you like this, man. <laughs> I'm going to tell you like this. Excuse me. I don't know. Excuse me. My fault. My fault. Charles Wallace. I don't It's his people. That's his family. Now, I don't know if that, you know what I mean? But that's his people. I mean, I never, he always shows support. So I'm figuring, so out there, you showing support to Kane Wallace. What's up, Charles Wallace, man? Um, shout out to you, Wallace family. John Dunmore. Um, I was proud of this, man. I love offense. I I, I love defense more, but man, this, this kid can catch the ball at 6'2". He can fly too, so. It's, and to hit Florida and get him, and then you still got Noah Kane. They really made a big haul. These weren't just... Your average type of prospects, man. I mean, he's a top 20 receiver in the nation. Florida has a, it's like Texas. They got a hand, Georgia, they got a handful of talent. You know, so it's like super handful of talent. So it's, it's big. Um, Looking at him to be able to add him and him develop, having him develop with those receivers, it's going to be something special to see and see how guys come. I want to see which one of these receivers look good and and can camp like playing and which what, what, what does Franklin say about these guys? Dunmore is one of those guys I'm watching. He's definitely one of those guys I'm watching to see just how good he does. Devon Ellis, once again, I mean once again, once again, Devon Ellis. That's just crazy, Devon Ellis, man. I mean. Out of nowhere, I mean, he was on the radar, but when they went for him and got him, this guy can definitely play. Ninth-rate defensive tackle. I mean, you get something different with him, man. You get a guy with upper body strength. He goes, he got some of his boys from high school there, so the locker room is going to be good for him. The comfortability is going to be good for him. Devon Ellis is going to be a good player. 
they need defensive tackles too, you know, to really clog. And this right here was a good haul of guys like um Judge Culpepper. I feel he could be one. Salim Warmly. Then I mean he was a guy, number one guy in Delaware, number one prospect. It's always good to get the number one prospect anyway, in any class for, for you know, if you get the number one prospect in the state, it's always good. He was 18th ranked offensive guard. 63-18. They need that guard, so Warmley's going to have a chance to also battle. Make I want to see how he does in camp. He was really sought after by them for a long time, and they got him. Hakeem Beeman, this is another guy I feel like could end up playing in the inside. I mean, because that defensive end, he'll get some time on the outside, but Beeman, he decommitted, and they got him. They always got a decommit right here. He's a guy that can definitely play. Tenth-rated defensive end in the nation. 164 rated. In my opinion, looking at him being a fourth rated person and a, a talent rich Virginia, both football and basketball, that's big. 6'4, 254. He's going to gain more weight. I, I feel it. You know, he might even get up to 270. You know, strong dude, strong arms can, you know, can stop the run. He's going to be a guy. They need these type of guys inside, guys like him and Culpepper. They need guys like that. They need these, these, these athletic bodies in the inside. Because I feel like they got a lot outside in the defensive line. But inside, they didn't have as much. And I feel like they're there now. Joey Porter. J- Legacy. Jo- his, his pop, one of my favorite linebackers, man. Joey Porter, 6'2". It's always good to get that size. Four-frame prospect in PA. You know, I'm from Philly. So, you know, that's uh, North Allegheny High School. Look, he's a 24-frame. You know, they, um, his ceiling's the 24th. Okay, 33rd rank, they had him placed, but his ceiling's 24th. Um, four star, big time, once again, getting guys on the cornerbacks that can come in there with size that can play, have skills, have ball skills. No doubt in my mind, that's going to be a very good pickup for Penn State. Then you look at, uh, TJ Jones, which I'm like, ooh, what? Like, to me, I didn't really think they was going to – I thought they was going to get David Bell. And then I started seeing people say Purdue, Indiana. But I had an interview with him on Facebook. It's on there. You can go to Lita Johnson Daily and Google Lita Johnson, David Bell. You'll find it. He already said that Purdue, Indiana, the two schools that were offering that he could play basketball and football because he can play basketball good too. So that kind of had me in the when he was when it looked like Penn State was there, I still I still in my back of my mind felt like oh he can leave Penn State quick when somebody gives you the opportunity to play two sports you like and you love especially during college it's a different situation when you're going to the pro and you're trying to make a decision on two sports. I mean, this is money, so you're trying to think what you're going to get more money, but how you going to get a chance to play on the field? Which one would you get a chance to play on the field? But this one here, you you got the flexibility. You're younger. You know, in college, and you're going to go for the opportunity if that's something you both, you like and love. Jones is, uh, he's impressive. He has some ball skills, man. He can really flat out fly, run good routes. He reminds me of Jeremy Macklin, man. I, I like his skills, so it'll be something to see where he ends up and how he becomes a receiver. And there's another Florida guy from Lake City, so that's a guy to look at. Um, a guy to look at that's going to be interesting to see. You know, you want to see how guys like that in camp, how they um, – it's a very tough and, and a very, very competitive position with Penn State. So, we want to see where he stands out and how he gets down. Really interesting to see 
how he comes up. Smith Vilbert's another guy. He's six seven, six 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 seven. Another guy that probably gonna play inside. You know, he'll get some outside, but I think he'll play inside going two more toward it later in his career. He's a um, he's something to look at. He's a specimen, man. He's a specimen. I mean, thirty ninth ranked defensive end in the nation, coming out of Jersey. He'll be a problem. Spencer will really make something out of him. Anytime you got size like that, it's just like PJ Must- Mustafa. Mustafa is a six six guy. Anytime you got a guy that big, and he was a to me, he's a five star. So I just think that that now that defensive tackle, that defensive line starts to look like oh, you can start throwing some guys inside. Joseph Darko, another guy you could probably he's six five two seven, throwing right inside. You don't got to throw him outside. You'll have chances to, you know. It, you could start making like picking who I'm gonna put outside, I'm gonna put inside. Uh, Dark was a, you know, a number one out of Germany. Wow, Whew. out of Germany, man. You talk about some recruiting. Six five two seventy, athletic, can get to the quarterback, can get to the quarterback. So watch this guy develop. He can sit back. You know, this is now where Penn State start being kind of smart seeing so how many guys transfer you want to get some guys that's a little lower rank with great potential that you can feel don't want to transfer and fall back and still give you that depth and i think this was smart they were trying to get big guys but if guys were a little taking too long they got to go get the other guys and they did they did this they got dark he'll develop and i think they'll do good with him Now, Daquan Hardy, I heard a lot about this kid. And um, seeing this tape, he's something. He's a baller. He's a baller. I mean, that's just a good pickup. You, you probably put him at safety the way he played. But he's he's naturally, I mean, he can tackle. He has, I mean, I'm to, he has super ball skills straight out of PA Penn Hills. Um, to get him so late, and they, I think they kind of knew something about in case Nick Cross didn't come. Like when people got Dequan Hardy, Penn State still opened up a scholarship for him, but they didn't get him. They knew something was indecisive, so they 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 threw a scholarship to Dequan Hardy. He took it. Penn State, that was just big. That was just big. These guys will develop into good players. These are guys. Another guy I want to watch for it. the reason why they went for these guys because you know you've seen guys develop under Franklin before. So you got to be excited to see guys at a lower rank and you see, what does he see in this kid? And you see his tape and you see, ooh, he got this and that and he could be something. He could really be something. Keaton Ellis, um, I'm glad he finally got his respect. You know, the rankings. Putting him as a four-star. Putting him as the 14th cornerback in the nation. He deserves it. This is the guy I feel like, well, I can't wait till he gets on the field. I can't wait till he becomes a cornerback. Getting him and Marcus Wilson was big. And then you got Daquan Hardy back there. I mean, this guy, I mean, Daquan Hardy looks good. He looks like a guy that I'm telling you could really be something special. So you're looking at all, all three. Then you got Joey Porter. This was a great cornerback haul. Nobody talks about how good this cornerback haul was. They, they went and got Marquise Wilson, who can be showtime on you. 36th ranked cornerback in the nation, 4th ranked. Prospect in Connecticut. They do a great job recruiting in Connecticut. Marquise Wilson can return on you. He, he can intercept return on you. He can tackle. This guy is a showtime playmaker. Him and Ellis are some good players. And then you got Hardy. And then you got um, Joey Porter Jr. That, it was just a magnificent cornerback haul. And they 
you get to see why some people leave. Zach Z Mac gone. Zach McPherson gone. I mean, you just see so many talented guys coming in. Devin Ford, we all know what he brings to the table. I mean, he shows how everywhere he goes. Um, 79th ranked player in the nation, fifth ranked running back. We just got to talking about you talking about just how good this guy can be and what type of player he is. This class was was I'm talking about this class was something special. Um Brenton Strange. Now, I talked to him, had an interview with him for Facebook, and he's another big time guy out of West Virginia. He has some phenomenal games for Parkersburg High School. He's 6'5", 14th ranked tight end in this nation, four star. That was a very I can't wait to see how he does in camp. Because you already got Pratt Freemur. Michael Johnson Jr., another guy who is more dynamic than people think, the 15th-ranked dual-threat quarterback in the nation, more dynamic than you think. 6'3 quarterback can just be dynamic. Looking at this team and and looking at these recruiting class guys coming in, now, in my opinion, who I think can have the greatest impact, his, the greatest prospect to have an impact, his first um, go-round, oh, I had to say Devin Ford and uh, Brandon Smith, and come right in and get some serious, serious impact. I, um, we'll see with Lance Dixon, but Brandon Smith and Devin Ford are two guys I really see going in. Guys that are sleepers, Wigan, Wallace, they're sleepers warm, warmly. They're all part of the offensive line, so it's going to be a battle for that position. But Devin Ford and um, Noah Kane. You know, they'll get snaps. But Brandon Smith and Devin Ford are the two guys I really see making a, a big impact with this team. There's no doubt about it. I think um, these are the two guys I feel like this year can make the biggest impact. I don't really see anybody else, like, coming off on this team and just automatically jumping out and, getting those type of stance. But I think Ford, if you're looking at Ford and Brown, uh, Brown will be back up. But I think Ford and Brown, because of the the type of running back that Ford is and how highly touted he is, I think Ford comes in and shares and takes some of Brown's snaps. Even though Brown will get some good snaps, Ford's going to get time just like Slade was to shine. So And and then Noah Kane to get some carries. But Ford and Smith. Ford and Smith. No doubt about it. Ford and Smith. And don't be surprised if Brent Strange I, well, I think everybody will get some snaps, you know, but who's going to get red shirt is the thing. And it's a lot of guys that are, who's not who I think the red shirt. I think uh, if you're looking, if you're looking at um, who I feel like could lose their red shirts, Brandon Smith, I told you, that's one guy. Uh, Devin Ford's one guy. All right. Um That's a big, uh, I don't think Brenton Strange, Holland's still there, and I don't think Brenton Strange will lose his. I was thinking the one minute, but, how, John, you know, Holland's still there. So, um, it just depends on also who shows out in camp. But right now, I could just say Brandon Smith and Devin Ford. Those are two guys I absolutely think are going to lose their red shirts and going to get more time. Those two guys uh, are going to get a lot of time 
period. So, um, listen, nice talking to y'all, man. Love my Penn State people. Um, before we roll out, I just want to tell you about to wrap it up. I want to talk about the commits in the 2020 class real quick. I have an interview coming with Dante Thornton, the 2021 recruit with Philly Sports Network. Curtis Jacobs, Joshua Moten. Um, right now, Penn State's 2020 class is already 17. This is scary. This is <laughs> scary. They were already, Curtis Jacobs is a guy that, uh, really play offense and he's going to play some outside linebacker. He's a four-star outside linebacker, number eight in the nation. Derek Wingo is an outside linebacker. Also, he was 13th in the nation. So they're steady trying to load up on linebacker you. Like Penn State is for real about linebacker you. Joshua Moten, out of all these, out of all these people here, Joshua Moten is the most impressive one. Grant Tuton is a uh, Grant Towton, excuse me, out of Michigan. That was a good, he's a big guy, 6'6". Six, six, Almost six seven, three hundred. It's a big guy. They play tackle. Uh, Joshua Moten, like I said, five eleven, one sixty five, seventeenth ranked cornerback in the nation. I, I like him. That's the guy. That's really going to be something. And Dante Thornton of the twenty twenty one class. Anybody wants to know about him? He's a five star. Say what you want. This guy's a five. Who, I don't care what the rankings come out and say when they rank him. He's a five star. It's six four one seventy eight. This guy's a dynamic playmaker. And he really knows how to, you know, uh, make plays. He knows how to – he's the type of guy I could see learning from a guy like Thornton, I mean, shorter, and um, being something. He has all those type of capability and skills. So, once again, y'all, look out for Penn State. Just wanted to break down the, 20, the 2021 class. There are a lot of people Penn State are after. If you want to know about who they are after in 2020, because this is the thing – um, they're after a lot of guys. We all know about uh Brian Bressy and um Julian Flynn being the cream of the crop, which I both think they're still Penn State. Antoine Sampoir is Penn State. I'm going with that. Uh, but Clemson is going to be a 50 50 battle. But I, I I might I might say 60 40, but Clemson's going to be there. Uh, right now it's 50 50 60 40. I, it has the ceiling of a it has the ceiling of a sixty forty, but it's fifty fifty right now. <laughs> uh, Mikhail Sherman, listen, Penn State is coming. Still a fifty fifty. It's not a definite, but Penn State he's a priority. Okay, so him on our state fifty fifty. Khalil Mullins, no, I think that's seventy thirty. Uh, they say Michigan's there. No, I say Penn State's there. Chris Tyree, hundred percent. Marshawn Lloyd, Georgia. Okay. Period, point blank. That's what it was. People was asking me that, and now I see people going off for him on Georgia. Uh, Michael Camardi, it's an offensive tackle that is a big priority. I think he's Penn State 80 20. All right, you still got teams that are going to go after him. Michigan's on his heels. I expect other things to come. I think there's a 20% there for Michigan. Um, Theo Johnson, tight end. I think he's Penn State 90%. You know, I think Michigan's right there. We're going with it. Um, some good players, y'all. Just pay attention. We'll be more and more into a lot of uh, prospects, more and more as we go. New offers coming. Till next time, y'all. Follow the leader.
Got that sauce, got that flavor that a regular dump. Trippin' on me, but I kept it low. Only time I let it show is when I let it go. Santana, you already know. Yeah, neck looking like the levees. What's going on, y'all? I wanted to get on. This is the second part of my Penn State radio. I wanted to specifically get on Penn State basketball. Um, Penn State basketball has been having its struggles, no doubt, 9-16. But Penn State, no need to worry. This is a struggling year. It's a year I thought that, you know, dread. I really put a lot of pressure on Mike Watkins um, and Josh Reeves to be more of guys. Of, I thought they'd be more of an impact. And I thought, you know, because Bolton and Dre are doing what they're supposed to do as freshmen, man. You can't ask for nothing more. You can't ask for anything more from these freshmen. Big win against Michigan. Super huge win. And knowing that they beat, you know, um, they've been beating so many people this year. Penn State really put it on them. That was just a huge, huge win. Something to really encourage them that progress is there. You just need to get play a little bit more, know each other. They lost number 12, Purdue, about 12. 18 points, 6 rebounds for Lamar Stevens, 10 points uh, for Miles Dredd, Rasir Bolton in that game, uh, he had 17 points. So you look at these guys and look at what they're averaging. Rasir Bolton this year is a freshman averaging 12 points a game. I knew he would get immediate time with Tony Carr being gone. Um, to be able to be a guy that can be on their point to be their point guard, and I think next year he'll be even better. Lamar Stevens this year is averaging you know, he's a guy that um I knew would step up. He averaged 19 a game, eight rebounds. I just knew he would step up. Uh he's forcing a lot of shots, no doubt, shooting 41% from the field, 20% from three point line. But he's trying to help his team win. It's real hard to try to help a team win when you're like, you know, you need somebody to take the pressure off. He hasn't really had that person all year to take that pressure off him. So he's forcing shots, getting them in there, really trying. I think next year will be better. When you can sit there and you can get Seth Lundy in here and see what he can add to this team. I mean, that's a, that's a good addition to add Seth Lundy. And you got Miles Dredd and you got Patrick Kelly coming. Um Abdul Tyson Bala is a big guy you can have. We need somebody that can really take that pressure off from the inside. Mike Watkins has just not been it this year. He hasn't. You know, you have to be that guy to take the pressure off. It just hasn't been that guy. Josh Reed hasn't been that guy either. Miles Dredd this year is averaging 8.9 points a game, 2.8 rebounds. Shooting 37% from three-point line. He's going to get better and better also. I mean, there's just so many guys coming. Like next year, this it's a real good class with Justin McCoy. They're going to have some guys. It's going to be some good coaching going on. Okay, he's going to be able to have some good after the guys. Myron Jones had five games, had five points. Kyle Mogloski is a guy who was uh, – um, he played for Villanova as a quarterback. He was a three-star uh, quarterback and he ended up transferring here. He can play ball. Uh, he's starting to get a little bit of time here and there. Uh, Jamari Willer, another guy who can play some good defense. Trent Butrick. Um, but it only goes to the conclusion that Penn State just needs, when you look at who could who could go, who can stay, who can go, 
the one big thing is Mike Watkins is coming back next year. Hopefully, he's averaging only 7.7 points, 7.7 rebounds. They need a double-double threat. They need 14, 15 points. There's nobody taking the ball away from a guy like that. You know, him and Josh Reed should be the guys carrying this team. 10 points a game for Josh Reed, 4.4 points a game. I mean, but these guys are not as far away as they should should really be doing, should really be adding to this team. If you look at just how good Penn State can be with Seth Lundy coming next year and Michael Brown Jones coming in 2020, this could be a very athletic group. Justin McCoy, um, guys like that are coming. When Reeves, when you look at Reeves and you look at um, going next year, who could be the shooting guard? Miles Dredd, that's his to lose. That's it. I think it should be Miles Dredd and Rossier Bolton next year. That's just it. They should be the backcourt next year. You're looking at Wheeler, what he does. I think they should be the backcourt next year. It's just like looking at a lot of situations that I talk about um, in basketball, in college basketball. I was just saying thing about Javon Quinley. He should be the point guard next year, Vanova regardless. But Rossier Bolton should definitely – Definitely be, he should definitely be um, a guy that ends up being the uh, point guard next year. He's proved it. Him and Dre have proved it. They are the future back there. You come with Lamar Stevens, who will play small forward. And we're looking at who could play power forward. All right, now, my thing is, I'm looking at some guys on this team. I always wonder, like, you know, I'm wondering when there will be a big guy. Mike Watkins would be better at center. I mean, at power forward. If you could somehow find a guy that can be right there in the center position, that would be big. If Tyson Bala comes in and he can provide that and let Watkins or somebody at power forward that can spell him. Who's going to spell him at power forward? That's going to be the big thing. I know John Harrell and Trent Butrick are going to get their opportunity. But will they be able to spell? We need the person to spell them at power forward and get some time. Now, uh, one thing that could happen is that Harar or Butri could start and Tyson Bowler can get a lot of time as a backup power forward. So this is going to be something to really, really look at for this team. Now let's talk about some recruiting. If everybody want to know what's going on with Penn State recruiting, Um, Penn State still in um, the recruiting process, doing their thing. And we have to definitely get down to it and talk about just how good this Penn State team can be in recruiting right now. What's the update on that? 2020 class is about to start. And to everybody, that's what you need to have your focus toward. Like, uh, that. that's it. It's just time for that. Um. Looking at Chuck Harris, and I've always told people, Jalen Bridges, these are the two guys we are looking at. Don't take your eyes off Cameron Thomas, but it's going to be a lot of people after him. Guys like Ethan Morton, watch out for that. And that's a guy that can play small forward, can play shooting guard, can really get to the hole. He's the type of guy to watch out for. Noah Farrakhan. There's going to be a lot more programs after this kid. He's starting to really get up there and – those are two guys you look at Penn State to try to recruit hard. They're going to go at the Hutchins Everett, no doubt about it. Center, 
going up more and more. Demar Langford, that's a guy that they, if you don't get a, they don't get a five star, they can go for and get Demar Langford. He's the number one prospect in Connecticut. Um, Posh Alexander is another guy out of Bronx, New York, third best player in New York. You know, another Noah Collie, another guy they can go for. Okay, Richard Springs, another guy like Miles Stute. These are the names you need to now. Noah Collie, a four star. Richard Springs, a four star power forward. Noah Collie is a four star power forward, really small forward. Uh, Miles Stute is a um, four star small forward. These are guys you need to. Lingrid the third. They got Seth Lundy, his teammate. They also got a Michael Brown Jones, who used to play for Roman Catholic, plays for IMG now. That's one guy to look out for, a four star guy there. AJ Hogard, another four star. To look at R.J. Davis, another four-star. These are a point guard and a combo guard. A.J. Hogard, it's going to be a lot. going to be a lot to look at, y'all. I'm going to be uh, getting a lot of um, news on a lot of recruits. So I just wanted to update y'all on some things going on for basketball and Penn State. Congratulations, Penn State. Uh, listen, I know it's a struggling year, but that was a big win against Michigan. And um, I'm out, y'all.